أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الحمد لله نحمد ونشكر ونستعين ونستغفر ونتوب إليه ونشهد إن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد محمد عبده ورسوله رب الشرح لصدري وسلي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي السلام عليكم As I look around this room, as I watched the video that was on the screen, I kept thinking about a disease that has swept through our nation, a disease whose symptoms both you and I and everyone here in this convention and outside in the world have experienced. It's the disease of loneliness. A disease that is so pervasive, yet so difficult to put into words, so difficult to talk about, so difficult to admit, so difficult to find the cure for. And I'm not speaking of the loneliness that comes from one who immigrates from their country and is studying abroad and feels alone because their family is not around them. I'm not speaking about the loneliness that one feels when they feel like they don't have a friend or they feel like they can't speak the language in a different country. I'm speaking about the loneliness that exists when you are surrounded by people. The loneliness that exists that when you look around, you see that you should have friends, you should have a sense of family, you should have a sense of community. The loneliness that hurts the most when you stand there in the middle of the crowd and you feel like no one understands me. No one gets me, no one can connect with me. The loneliness that makes us feel so alone. Why is this disease suffocating us? Why are we suffering from this? Because we live in a world where the sense of companionship has been lost. Sure, we have friends. All we have to do is click on our Facebook feed and we've got a thousand people that we've never met who we call friends. But there is a huge difference between asdiqa or having a sadiq, a friend, and suhba. Suhba is the companionship that the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam lived. Suhba is the sense that when you are with someone, you connect with them, not because of what they give you or how they make you feel, but because you love them for the sake of Allah. Suhba is when we truly live the hadith of the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam that the ummah is like one body. That when one part of that body is in pain, we all feel that pain. Where is this companionship in our world today? Where is that sense of connection, a sense of feeling understood, a sense of feeling accepted? Because when we look around this room of thousands of people, how many of you sit here and feel alone? How many of you feel like you can smile in the bazaar, wave at acquaintances, nod, but still feel that sense of loneliness.
And I speak of this loneliness that exists between couples sometimes when a husband or a wife who's been married for 10, 15, 20 years says, I am lonely. When a child who has several siblings says, I am lonely. This is a problem because loneliness kills. The Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam once sat in his room and he wept. And when the Sahaba entered upon the room and they saw that his beard was wet with tears, they asked him, O oh, Messenger of Allah, for what do you weep? And the Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam responded and said, He weeps for the day when my Ummah, Ummat Muhammad, will say nafsi, nafsi, nafsi instead of ummati, ummati, ummati. We live in a time where it has never been so easy to communicate. Whether by phone, by laptop, we're texting, we're snapchatting, we're, we're tweeting. And yet it is also a time where it has become the most difficult to communicate where our iPhones, our iPads, our iTunes, our I, I, I has led us into that realm of nafsi, nafsi, nafsi. And this is where the loneliness develops. This is where we begin to feel like we are functioning in this, this, this bubble that Sheikh Yasser was speaking of is a bubble of spirituality. But the bubble that I am speaking of is a bubble that isolates us. So much so that we see when our system, our government or the governments in other lands want to punish a person with the worst punishment possible. It's not torture. It's not physical pain. It is solitary confinement. Because to be by yourself, to be alone when we are not meant to be alone, is one of the most towering ordeals that a person can go through. So what's keeping us from finding companionship? What's keeping us from connecting with those around us? We have become a nation, we have become a community, we have become a world where we are afraid to show our vulnerability where we are afraid to open up our hurts and our wounds to share it with anyone else. Whether that be a spouse, a parent, a sibling, a friend, a colleague, a co-worker, those who are close to us, our brothers and our sisters in the masjid, in these conventions, we feel like we can't be vulnerable. Because it takes courage to speak up and say, I hurt. It takes courage to speak up and say, I am in pain. It takes courage to speak up and say, I'm lonely. And so we put on these faces and we march through our days and we say, I'm strong. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds us that he has created the insan weak. When Sheikh Yasir was speaking of the beautiful verses of Surah Al-Asr, a short surah that we so often pray with, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala swears by the time, knowing that it is these short verses that we are likely to use when we are praying quickly, when we feel like we have no time. And yet in those verses, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is reminding us as He swears by the time, 
والعصر إن الإنسان لفي خسر إلا الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات وتواصوا بالحق وتواصوا بالصبر Who are those that are not at a loss? It is not just those who believe and it is not just those who believe and do good deeds, but it is those who believe and who do good deeds and who advise others with truth and who advise others with patience. Because it is when we reach out outside of our cocoons, outside of our bubbles, that we connect with others. That we become companions like the suhbah of the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. If you think to your own lives right now, ask yourselves, where is my Ali? Where is my Abu Bakr? Where is my Khadija? Where is my Aisha? Where is my Nusayba, my Sumayya? Where are those that have my back, my companions? When we see that Ali radiallahu anhu was willing to place himself in the place of the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, knowing that he could be killed, knowing that he might sacrifice his life in that moment, but this is true love for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is an ability to connect with someone for the love of Allah. And every day in our lives, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala puts the possibility of companionship in front of us. He puts the possibility of seeing the good in others, of lowering our shields, of breaking down our walls, of putting down our phones and connecting. But sometimes we don't take those opportunities. We depend upon the walls that we built like this cell phone. When we look at the narration in Surah Taha, when Sayyidina Musa was called to Allah, when he sees the lights of the fire and he enters and begins to speak with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, one of the first commandments that he receives comes first in the form of a question where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asks Musa alayhi salam, what is that in your hand? And Musa alayhi salam responds and says, it is a staff upon which I lean. How many of us lean on our own staffs? How many of us get sucked into the world of our cell phones, of our laptops, of our devices? So much so that we can't connect with those around us. So much so that we can't connect with our Creator. And so Musa alayhi salam is commanded to throw down his staff. And the staff is turned by Allah into a snake. Because that which we lean upon can often be that which is most harmful to us. That which keeps us away from those connections that need to be made to form that bond of brotherhood and sisterhood, that companionship that we seek, that we are guided towards seeking in this dunya. 
And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala returns that snake back into his staff and tells Musa alayhi salam to pick it up again. Because sometimes we need to disconnect in order to connect. We need to step away from that which we lean upon to see what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put before us to find our companions. When my children were very young, and myself when I was young as well, there was a television show called Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. I know I'm giving away my age now. But Mr. Rogers used to say, in times of difficulty, in times when things seem really hard, look for the helpers. Look for the helpers. What does that mean? When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds us, inna ma'al usri yusra, that surely with difficulty there is ease. Sometimes the ease comes in the form of a person, comes in the form of someone that we are meant to reach out to, to connect with. We see this in the example of the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When he went through one of the most difficult periods of time in his life, عام الحزن, the year of sorrow. He experienced the loss of his beloved uncle. He experienced the loss of his beloved wife Khadija anha. He felt lonely because it was a period of time where he felt rejected. He felt that the message of Allah that he wanted to spread was not being accepted. And so the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam turned to enter Ta'if. Turned to Ta'if because he felt that this may be the opening, this may be the faraj after Am al-Huzn, that year of sorrow and difficulty. And so he entered into Ta'if filled with that hope. How many times have you been in high school maybe, an Islamic school, a public school, in college, in the workplace? How many of you felt this sadness, this heaviness, a sense of loneliness, and you think if I go somewhere else, maybe it'll get better? Maybe this will be my opening. And so we see that the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam entered Ta'if with this hope. And as he entered the town of Ta'if, he went to meet with three of the town leaders. And as he spoke to them, trying to teach them kalimat la ilaha illallah, they responded with insults. They ridiculed him. They put the beloved messenger of Allah down. And they turned him away. And as he walked through the streets of Ta'if, the children and those who stood in the streets began to pelt him with rocks as they continued to hurl insults. And the rocks as they struck the body of the beloved messenger of Allah began to open wound after wound after wound. And the blood began to flow from the beloved body of the messenger of Allah. So much so that the blood coagulated at the bottom of his feet and the sandals of the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam clotted to his feet as the blood pooled there. 
upon exiting the town of Ta'if, the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam rested in a meadow. And as he rested in a meadow, the owners of the meadow took pity upon him. And so they sent one of their slaves, one of their servants, by the name of Adas, out to tend to the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And so as Adas approached the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he presented him with a plate of grapes. And as the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam took a grape and reached for his mouth, he said, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. And as he said, Bismillah, Adas turned to the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam and asked, How do you know these words? And so the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam began to speak to Adas of Al Islam to teach him la ilaha illallah and Adas who was a servant or a slave from Ethiopia or what was known then as Abyssinia said to the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam our forefathers used to say these words I know these words and he accepted Islam and we see that in that moment the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam in his difficulty, in his test, in his trouble, we see the yusr. We see that in that moment there is a helper, someone who is sent to the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam to lift him up in a moment of difficulty. Because when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds us, لا تقنطوا من رحمة الله do not despair of the mercy of Allah. His mercy surrounds us. His mercy is everywhere. The mercy that you seek may be encompassed in someone who is sitting in this room. May be in a friendship and a companionship that you engage with someone for the sake of Allah. And we see that when the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam was then sent the angel Jibreel. And the angel Jibreel alayhi salam asked the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he says, just say the word and Allah will command the angels of the mountains that surround Ta'if to come together and crush the people therein for what they have done to you. The Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam says, no. He says no because he has that hope that maybe the children of Ta'if or the children of the children of Ta'if will one day believe and say la ilaha illallah. And so when we're in those most difficult moments, when we are struggling, when we are feeling lonely, those are the moments that we need to step back that we need to recognize that in the millions of brothers and sisters that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us with, in those millions there are companions for us to find. There are true brothers and sisters that we can connect with, that when the entire world seems to be against us, there is yusr there. There are helpers there. 
people that we can connect with. But loneliness can be a terrible disease because when we encounter that loneliness, oftentimes it feeds itself. And so our loneliness accumulates. We isolate ourselves more and more. We put that fake smile on for the world, but inside we're crumbling because we're hurt, because we're in pain, because we're not able to articulate this pain that we feel because we think no one will understand. But I tell you this, each and every one of us in this room has been tested, is tested, and will be tested. And though our tests may be difficult and our tests may be different, those tests are what bring us together because it is in those tests that we can find the cure to our loneliness that we can find a connection to those around us, that we can find our Ali, that we can find our Abu Bakr, that we can find our Khadija and our Aisha. But it starts with the courage to be able to lower our walls. It starts with the courage to put down our staffs. It starts with the courage to truly recognize what it means to advise others with haq and to advise others with sabr. It starts with that courage to recognize that the Ummah of Muhammad is one body and we must operate as such by reaching out to one another. In the beginning of the talk, I said to you that loneliness is a disease that kills. And maybe some of you thought to yourself, come on, it can't be that bad. We've all felt lonely at some time. But I want to share with you the story of a young girl named Amal, Amal al-Shitawi, who just a few weeks ago, on March 9th, took her life. Amal, a name that means hope. Amal, a nine-year-old child who had arrived in Calgary, Canada, with her family just three years ago, a family of nine people. They had escaped the difficulties that they had seen in Syria. They escaped the war, they escaped the torture, they escaped the physical pain of being in a country that is constantly bombarded, that has been decimated by those who are in power. They escaped to Canada. And Amal began school. She began school with optimism, with hope, with this idea that this was a new life. And yet in school, what did she encounter? Day after day, she encountered insults and put downs and bullying. She was told she was ugly. She was told she was dumb. She was consistently told, go back where you came from. We don't want you here. Amal, who was nine years old, who came to her parents and said, this is hard. I am lonely. 
and her parents wanting to fix it, wanting to make it better, they changed schools for Amal. They put her in a new school. And yet four days after starting this new school, Amal took her own life. Because just as the Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam entered Ta'if with the sense of hope, Amal too thought that this new school would be different, that she would find companionship, that she would find a connection. And yet within a few days into her journey in this new school, what did she find? She found words that hurt. She found the same repetitions of you're ugly, we don't want you here, go back home. She didn't find companionship. She didn't find a cure for her loneliness. And those are the moments in particular where we must hold on to the rope of Allah and truly remember لا تقنطوا من رحمة الله because His mercy will come. His rahmah is promised to us. But nine-year-old Amal, Amal, which means hope, she lost hope. She despaired. And she took her own life because she was lonely. Loneliness kills. And it's a disease that we need to talk about. It's a disease that we need to understand. And it's a disease that each and every one of us in this room needs to battle. So before you leave this room today, I ask you to turn to the person next to you. Turn to the person behind you. Turn to a brother or a sister that you've never met before and give them a hug. Give them a true salam. Tell them that you love them for the sake of Allah. Because that person may be the person whose life you save. That person may be the person who needed to hear that. And you may be the answer to their dua. Jazakumallahu khair. Assalamu alaikum.